What's up my fellow scruffy looking nerf herders and welcome to the Carbonite chat. Today we're going to be talking about The Last Jedi and whether or not it failed as being a tragedy. The really the only argument I could hear is possibly that it's not supposed to be a tragedy but when you do an entire script where the theme is failure and it's the main side that you're following just gets completely decimated and down to only a few people then it kind of lends itself to a tragedy. I've seen many people talk about it's the bloodiest one that we've ever had that, you know, it basically dropped us down to where the resistance is barely even, it's basically not existent at this point. And so I think it is trying to attempt to be a tragedy. And you can look at from just each little moment, the very first scene that you have, where you have the character of Paige like giving her life to die and then it's kind of stated as like ultimately meaningless that she died because more people just continued to die. And so it, it, it is definitely attempting to be tragic to a pretty large extent. And I think along with many of the things that I've put out so far, it fails in attempting to do that. I think there's a, an audience that saw this movie and just jumped in and accepted what was going on. And they looked at some of these things that happened and said, man, this is really tragic. This is really sad. And then there's a large amount of people that were like, this does, this, this wasn't really tragic. Like, I don't, I don't get the tragic concept. I understand you can look and say there's a lot of people that died, but we didn't know any of them. It was just like, you know, it's the whole thing with the superheroes films now where there's a huge fight and a whole bunch of people are get you know, buildings are getting knocked down and destroyed. They're dying, but we're not thinking about that. We're not saying that, man, this is a tragedy. New York City just got destroyed. Now, of course, some movies are starting to try to reference that now, but it's, it's they're like cannon fodder. No, no one counts the droids that were killed in Phantom Menace and be like, oh man, what a tragedy. It's just... So the fact of that none of the characters that we're really following really had any tragic experiences outside of what we're told that it's tragic. Like we don't really sense it or feel it. And it got me thinking and I wanted to discuss how a true tragedy is done. Now there's a lot of definitions. There's a lot of ways you could go with this. I went, I decided to go with way back in the past and follow Aristotle's writings on theory poetics. Now this is the reason I did this is because this is one of the oldest references to explain what a tragedy is. And the reason I do that is because the way it was based off of, I think from any point on forward, you're going to see the base premise of how he explains a tragedies to be done. And that's what everyone's used. Now, you can break rules, but the point is you've got to understand rules to know when to break them or how to break them, or if it's just a terrible idea to break them. And so I'm going to go through how he says a tragedy should be done, and I'm going to look at it in comparison to what The Last Jedi did versus Empire Strikes Back and then also The Dark Knight. Um, I th if, if you look at some of the basics of The Dark Knight, being it's a sequel, it's the middle film, and it's attempt to put the main character in a really dark and bad situation, a very tragic situation, there are some similarities with both The Last Jedi and Empire Strikes Back. Now, I'm in no way 
shape or form comparing Dark Knight with The Last Jedi. I, so don't say, don't begin to take that. What I'm saying is, under the certain circumstances, you have the opening where you're meeting the villain and the villain is attacking, and then the villain is almost an insurmountable, um, like competitor to the protagonist that we've been following and it brings a protagonist down to his almost bottom that he could be at and this is where I'm talking simply about the comparisons I'm in no way comparing them as quality films both being quality one is one is not and the other big thing that I really find interesting and why it fits with The Last Jedi is the tragedy of The Dark Knight for the most part ends at the end of the second act and I think that's also really the case for The Last Jedi. After the second act everything kind of turns around. It becomes a little more heroic despite its comments on trying to say like Rose that that's not what being a hero is. It does attempt to make itself heroic bringing Luke back. Uh, no one else really dies of note that we see on the Battle of Crate, and then they escape and get away after Ray decides not to join with Kylo. And then you have the scene with the broom boy at the end. So, and similarly, not similarly, but in the dark Knight, it kind of Batman gets his resolve after the tragedy happened. So anyways, enough covering of where this is all heading. Let's get into it. Now, the first thing that Aristotle talks about with a tragedy is one, the villain must be the one that takes away the longings and desires of the protagonist. Now, it cannot be that the protagonist screws up and makes mistakes. It is, it is the quality and what the skills of the villain that brings this about. Now, tragedy is but takes what's possible and then based on the laws of probability and necessity, then shows you the worst result that you can have using something through a universal lens. Now with Poe, we see if you're trying to gain the universal lens that he's using to uh, basically try to accomplish things that then fail is that he cares about those around him and he's trying to, at flaws or whatever, he's trying to save them and come up with a plan to rescue and save the entire fleet. Batman has a desire to protect and save Gotham and also a desire to save and protect Rachel and ultimately be with her. In Empire Strikes Back, Luke has a desire to save and protect his friends and also avenge his father. Now, these are all somewhat universal. I mean, not everyone wants to avenge their father, but they can understand the protecting of their family and something may be wrong happening to their father in that desire. With Batman, you can understand a longing or caring for a loved one that you're trying to do, and it's very similar to Poe. A lot of these connect with love because it's most tragic of a feeling is the feeling of losing a loved one. So there's that universal thing that we have, and the reason why it has to be the villain that does this is because the tragedy is based off of the possibility. So what you do is you take a piece of the character, the characteristics of each character, and you find what could be seen as a positive thing, and you use it against them, and that's why the villain must do it. The second part of Aristotle is that he says that plot is the most important part of the movie. It's not character. Now, this may seem odd, and you say, of course, we would want 
character to be the most important. We need to build character. You may say, well, of course, plot is the most important. You, you have to have the plot down right. But the reason why plot is most important is the character in a tragedy is befelled by issues that he can't control. We see this in but all of these movies, one lesser than the other, which I will get to. But the, that's why the villain must be the one taking it away. The character that we're following has to follow the character, the characterization that we know of from the very beginning. He, he can't begin doing something outside of himself that then we're like, well, of course, that's why this bad thing happened, because he did this. He should have continued to be the way he always was. That doesn't you know that's not how a tragedy works it has to be you have to understand you have to be like yes that's what i would have done and so that's why the plot is most important the plot comes the sequence of events that you see are a cause and effect there has to be the initial cause that then leads to an effect that happens that then leads to the next cause that leads to the next effect and it's a domino that we just begin to see that can't be controlled and it has to be put into place by the villain and not by some flaw or issue with the character. And that's one of the things that uh, Aristotle talks about is that in a tragedy, the character must ultimately be good. He cannot fall into tragedy or have a fall from grace because his character of some vice of the character, it can't be some screw up because then we won't feel tragedy. Like we won't feel the emotional pull for them. They must ultimately be good and they must ultimately... Uh, we must ultimately see what they're doing and understand it and agree with it to at least some extent so that then we feel the emotional just hurt that they feel. And that's why a lot of times you see right before this tragedy, the character that we're watching is almost at like a godlike type of a, a point in their life. And you can look at it with all of these. Batman at this point had just done the Batman Begins and so before that he had defeated Ra's al Ghul and he had saved Gotham and at the beginning of this there are many people trying to you know pretend to be like him he's seems almost with ease at the ability that he's taking down all of the bad guys at this point and he's riding high when Joker shows up he thinks oh he's no one to matter about or worry about it's a simple thing to deal with here's what I need to worry about like he's at the pinnacle of who he is when you go to Luke, Luke had just destroyed the Death Star. He's now been being trained for a period of time. Even when he was on Hoth, he was able to take down an AT-AT walker with being able to shoot a hook and bring him down. There's steps where each moment you're seeing them kind of rise to a godlike figure. Now, once he begins to get some training, it starts to slowly show his weaknesses. But prior to this point he is at the pinnacle of what he could be at poe as well if you see the opening of the last jedi they've constantly said even if you go back to the force awakens he's the best pilot in the galaxy we see them on tokadana at um the battle where he shows up and i believe shoots 10 tie fighters in a row he's the one that just blew up Starkiller base at the beginning of this movie he's the one that actually attacks the dreadnought all by himself he is at a godlike spot and it's the perfect time to use tragedy to bring the character back down to being a human the problem is is with the last jedi it seems to be that they're trying to create a vice and that's why he fails and this is why ultimately a tra it's not as tragic 
you're either angry because you're saying this doesn't fit his character or you're on the other side and you're saying, well, of course, it's not bad enough. He should have got it worse. You know, they, they, that he's this toxic fly flyboy kind of character and that doesn't work for a tragedy. And I'll get further into The Last Jedi, but the next thing is these cause and effect linking put together begins to cause a complication that you then wonder where, where did this all stem from? And it's not always something that's super important. And that's where you get with the Dark Knight. The cause and effects of what Joker's been doing to put, I almost said Darth Vader, Batman in this situation, the the initial cause isn't that important. It's actually played upon by Nolan in this movie where the initial cause that led from this is him being cut up by his father. But he constantly hints at it with little stories that change at each point. The, the point is, is it doesn't really matter. What matters is what is the ultimate result that we have at the very end. And it's that fact that there was nothing that could have been done to change the original cause that it becomes that tragedy where there was nothing. It's again, the laws of probability and necessity. It was going to happen no matter what. And again, that's why the character needs to be good because if he's not good and he's not doing what any character would do in that situation, it's not a tragedy. And so all of these things have to fit in and work their way up to what is then the parapecia and the agnoresis. Now the parapecia, <laughs> the parapecia is the event immediately before that causes the climax, which is the agnoresis. Now the key of the parapecia in a tragedy is that it has to have a reversal of intentions. The character that we're following has to believe that what he's about to do is going to completely solve and rescue the entire situation. Now, in that we see Luke heading and going to actually deal with and fight with Vader. In The Dark Knight, we have Batman who begins to head off to go save Rachel. He's been given the information but then the reversal is taken care of by the villain the joker who then we have the agnoresis of this tragedy the explosion he saves harvey but rachel who he cared most about dies and this is where it's almost a mocking where you come to the point of what is the hubris hubris <laughs> hubris of the villain and it's not really to glorify the villain in all aspects but it's really to take the hero down a further notch he now sees that he was weak and could never do anything in this moment and in a time where it just collapses the character to the very bottom you can look at empire strikes back with luke when he's fighting vader he's being defeated and he couldn't make it to help save han and he's down at the very end but he's still fighting. It isn't until he finds out that his father is actually the villain. The agnoresis, the, the part where the knowledge becomes revealed after his intentions are reversed. He wanted to kill his, the man that destroyed his father. But now the man he's been trying to kill is his father. And here is where the, ultimately the character is being brought down the most. And this is where you see that it's not always to... Uh, make the villain look like the you know mustache twirling guy that just came up with a brilliant idea it is strictly to 
destroy the lead character even more bring him to even a lower point than you thought he could get to like it's the ultimate end and this is where we ultimately see like with uh, Batman <clears throat> you have that scene where he's standing in front of the fire looking over it you have it later where he's still in his costume and he's got his mask off and he's talking to his butler and he's destroyed he doesn't know what to do he believes that him and Rachel were going to have a chance it's the lowest he could have ever been and this is where following the dark night this is where you see how a true tragedy is done and again the tragedy doesn't have to be the whole movie because you're sitting here saying well jake that's not the climax because the climax that's the end of the second act but this is the climax of this tragic story between these two characters and then it is the result the change in the character that happens in batman at that point that results in the third act so if we look at what happens batman upon seeing that these things are going on goes and he's trying to take away all of the bad guys as he's always doing he's always trying to throw them in jail then he believes that maybe this harvey dent guy is the future for gotham and i can be able to take a step back this begins to give him hope that he can be able to have rachel and so he flies off to go and get the chinese guy to bring him back to put him in jail so that he can be able to take it over <clears throat> so that they can get the information and take down the rest of the gangs when but he doesn't realize when he does this by doing this it then makes the joker be the only person that the rest of the members can be able to come to to be able to get rescue or help from and so it is by this small cause that he would always do of course that then leads to the start to fall and everything kind of just falls out of place for him from that point from that point on the joker begins to kill off people and there's nothing that batman can do to stop it he tries his best but this ultimately fails he protects harvey for a second and then someone else is killed with their last names being harvey and dent and then he finds a bullet and he uses the bullet to be able to pull off a fingerprint and when he pulls off the fingerprint it sends him to a location well that location is ended up to be used as a distraction that then allows the joker to try to kill someone and him thinking at that point that he has led to another person being murdered it brings him down even lower see all of these things are things that he would do no matter what he would go and try to find and protect Harvey Dent. Well, when he did that, that meant two more people being killed. Then when he finds the bullet and finds the fingerprint, he leads to go to the location where the fingerprint is. Well, this just leads to him actually distracting all of the snipers that are trying to watch over the mayor and protect him, leading to another death. This leads to him ultimately wanting to turn himself in. This is a very important moment because this is kind of the crucible of his story in that he had never given up on being batman him hiding who he was was to protect those that he loved but the villain is taking away those possibilities or opportunities and the only reason he would ever give up batman was to have rachel but the villain has brought him to the point that he's willing to give up being batman and he's still not getting rachel now this is even bigger when he ends up pulling off a very elaborate plan to stop the joker who had another elaborate plan and actually get him arrested and here you feel we got it we did it but this was just another part of joker's plan batman's in there he begins to question him he's beating him 
And the Joker says, there's nothing you can do with all of your strength to stop me. And this is where it takes Batman from the godlike point that he's been at to where all the stuff he's had, all the technology, all the strength, all the advancements he's had and purchased, nothing can stop this villain. It brings him back to essentially he's the boy that we know from the very beginning where he just wants to protect his loved ones, but he can't. He's just too weak. He can't stop what's been happening. Then he gets the information from the Joker, and that's when he heads off to try to rescue Rachel, but the Joker yet again reverses it. And as we see, the reversal of Batman's intention leads to the ultimate tragedy, the loss of the single character that he cared for most. Now, <clears throat> see, that is where a movie takes a part of a whole movie and uses tragedy, the basic structure of what we see from Aristotle for explaining what a tragedy is, to then basically lead to where we got to with Batman, but it's only a piece of a larger story. And this just should have been what happened with Poe. It should have been a little more careful to not try to destroy his character and to make him look like a toxic or a bad person or someone that just disobeys orders blindly or any of those things. It could have begun and you could have started out on the base. We didn't have to jump into action as every movie tries to do now. If you pay attention to The Dark Knight, it takes time to set itself up. There's a moment where you come down onto the street and all you see is a mask being held by a character that you can't even see his face. You see the inner workings of the plan, but you haven't actually gotten into the plan. Nowadays, it'll start the movie and they'll just walk in machine guns firing into the bank and we're gone. But that's not really how movies should work, especially not a second movie in a series. So it should have begun and they should have explained the plan so that we knew what was going on and we know that Poe is supposed to go up there and attack. And then upon the attack happening, <clears throat> that once he shot down all of the weapons, that then the bomb bombers would end up moving in. And once the bombers moved in, then as we know what the plan was, then when Poe begins to do this, and Poe goes up there because he is the hero he is the character that's the best fighter pilot he's the only one that can accomplish the task he's doing this to protect all of those that he loves he's allowing them to be able to get on transports and fly out into space and while he's doing that he's trying to attempt to destroy the dreadnought as well then when he gets that done and he tells the bombers to begin to move on move in just a little bit after that leia can still say Poe, bring it back. We've got it. You know, we need to get out of here. And then Poe can then say instead, it's too late because there's no way the bombers would be able to get away and get back out of sight and not be all destroyed. We must still try to at least destroy this ship because if you watch the movie, the bombers are just incredibly slow and would never be able to make it out there. So then again, <clears throat> in this case, if you're trying to work out a tragedy, all of the characters' decisions must be understandable and you must agree with them. So you would understand and agree that the comment back would be, well, if we just give up, they're going to die anyways. They're too close now. They're too slow. They'll never be able to escape. The X-Wings and A-Wings will, but the bombers won't. We must at least try to destroy the Dreadnought. We may never have a chance like this again. Got it. Okay, we're good. 
then the tragedy happens. And when he flies in to land onto the ship, instead of having a moment where you see Finn waddle around like an idiot, you have a point where Poe just starts to sob in his cockpit. You see the struggle or the pain on his face. You understand that he cares and anything that happens to those that he fights with or for destroys him inside. See, this is where we build up the care and we show the motivations of the character so that then later we feel the hurt even more. Now, what ends up happening is you get the tracker and they follow along in the next location out instead of blowing up his ship that then takes away the skill that he has you allow him to get back in the ship and he begins to fly around as Kylo and the ties are trying to shoot at the radis but what you end up doing instead of some random tie just blowing out the front that then kills almost everybody itself for Leia you have Poe shoot the tie that then ends up flying off after being shot and hitting the Radis, causing this to happen. He's just being a great pilot. He's just trying to destroy another TIE so that they don't then destroy the ship. But this leads to another issue happening and a bad result. From this, he's at his wit's end. The person that he cares about most, Princess Leia, is hurt, and he's desperate to come up with an idea. Now, you don't have him being demoted and all these other things. He's working with the entire group, but they haven't come up with a decision yet. And so he decides, let me go and get onto the supremacy. Finn has worked on the supremacy before, and he thinks he knows where they might have the tracker at. If I can get there and disable it, you can all fly away. Now this is him offering self-sacrifice. He's at a desperate point. It all makes sense. There is nothing where he's being a bad character. He's not breaking rules. He's discussing and talking and they say, well, we'll continue to try to come up with another idea. And then you have them heading off Finn and Poe to try to get on the supremacy. Now, as they're beginning to get through this, they end up trying to shut off the tracker when they actually do accomplish and shut off the tracker the alarms go off inside the supremacy and they're captured poe thinking he has now gotten the rest of the fleet to be able to be rescued he's happy he's fine sacrificing himself he thinks that all these tragic horrible things that have happened have ultimately led to i may die here but the rest of my people will survive it is then when he is met with, as I said before, this is the parapecia, the intention that is being reversed. And now we have the agnoresis, the information, the knowledge given by the villain that is the hubris that then brings them down even lower. It is finding out that his attack on the dreadnought and his desire to stay up there and continue fighting and not leaving immediately is what gave them enough time to get the tracker set on the Radis. That's what led to them being able to jump to hyperspace to continue attacking. And of course, we all know that it was then the ship that he shot down that flew into and destroyed the front of the Radis that then killed many of the leaders in the resistance. And now, when he goes to turn off the tracker, it is by turning off the tracker that then it made them pay attention and see that the transports are flying out of the Radis and headed to Crate, and he looks on as he's being informed of all of this by Hux that he is the problem. He is the issue. 
he's the reason that more people are dying. But what is so key is that none of this happened because he was doing something outside of his character or he wasn't doing something that we would all agree with. These are all things that we would all probably attempt to do in and of ourselves. And as I always say in moments like this, I'm not a writer and there's probably much better ways to do what I was saying, but just it's just something that kind of came to mind in a very short kind of not very well thought out, but just thrown in there idea of where following Aristotle's writings and teachings on what a tragedy is and then looking at what I explained before with the Dark Knight you can see how something like that with Poe can really cause a huge loss or feeling of depression that then we feel much much harder than just people dying around and there's no moment to really put the blame or if you some people want to put the blame on Poe, but then some people want to say this is so far outside of his character. You see why something like this becomes conflicting and you have a 50-50 review on Rotten Tomatoes and you have a very divisive movie because you're failing to follow the laws that have been put by with how to write a tragedy. And again, as I said before, a tragedy, these laws, they can be broken, but you must understand the steps and the laws first before you know what laws you can break when you can break them because when you break these laws a result comes out of it and that result you must understand what it's going to be and it must affect the story in a positive way the safe route would always be to stick with the tragedy especially when you look at something that where the tragedy is just one part of an overall movie you don't want to do too many different things. Nolan is a man that's known for doing uh, extremely bold storylines and ideas in his movies. But in The Dark Knight, a movie that many people consider one of the best movies of all time, probably most definitely the best superhero movie of all time, he stuck directly to this tragic outline by Aristotle that the character follows each point he does exactly what he would be doing no matter what and it is the villain that is controlling these and each cause leads to the effect leads to the next cause and the domino leads to this point of the tragedy where there's uncertainty what will the character do how will they react understanding that everything that they would have done has led them to this point that's where you have that tragic ending with Luke what will he do? How will he go forward from here? The end of the second act, beginning of the third act of The Dark Knight. What will Batman do? He's lost all that he's ever fought for or cared for. And the same could happen here with Poe. Anyways, I know this has been probably a really long video. I'll, if some of you actually watched all the way to the end, thank you very much. I know I probably lost a lot of people because the very beginning of it was discussing different things like Aristotle and Greek tragedies and uh, I'm a Star Wars channel but I want to do stuff that's different from the normal Star Wars channels and not just talk about little different Star Wars things but explain why movies as a whole in Star Wars could have been done better or issues that could have happened or if you didn't like The Last Jedi and can't explain to your friends who just say you're a dumb fanboy this is for kids you can begin to explain to them why this wasn't that great of a movie. And so that's 
what I've been hoping to do. I enjoy this, um, and a lot of you have said that y'all have enjoyed it as well. So thank you very much for watching such long videos. I'll post some videos up here. I look forward very much to hearing all of your thoughts down below. Probably some of y'all will come up with some better ideas to improve along on the storyline of the tragedy of Poe that I kind of put together. But I wanted to give something as an idea of someone that's not a writer, that's just a YouTuber with like... 600 subscribers actually not even 600 subscribers that came up within a few minutes that someone that's a professional writer that they should be able to do better than this if they should know about aristotle's writings on the theory of poetics and what a greek tragedy is and how they should follow along those lines but anyways enough said uh, i have a link to my t public page down below. I look forward to discussing it all with you and thank you guys again for watching probably a really long video at this point and never forget your nerf herders. I love you.